Africa, home to the most unique people in the world. A place that connects us through our customs, traditions, and even belief itself. Join Mukundi Mudao in Tribal Pursuit, a series that ventures deep into Africa to discover the beautiful people that identify as Jewish. Join the conversation every Wednesday at 10 a.m. right here on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, this is Tribal Pursuit and I'm your dear friend Mukundi Mudao. Top of the morning. It's a beautiful Wednesday morning in Johannesburg and kind of rainy, kind of cloudy, kind of cold, but at the same time, it's really cool. I really don't like what the weather is doing because I will walk into studio, which is a fairly dark room with no windows, so I don't know what's happening outside. I'll walk in knowing that it's cloudy and rainy outside and everything, and I'll walk out and it's sunny. Nobody even knows. Nobody, anybody that woke up after, let's say, seven yeah, anybody that woke up after 7 a.m. does not know that it's, that there was rain. The only proof of rain is the wet ground. And even that dries up so quickly because the sun just comes out and it starts burning and burning and burning. And it's actually summer. But I'm not here to complain about the weather. No, no, no. I'm here to tell you that this is Tribal Pursuit, the show where we go deep into Africa and we discover the beautiful Jewish people and communities of Africa. As, I, as we do every Wednesday at 10 o'clock, 101.9 High FM. I'm your dear friend Mukundi. We're going to go down memory lane today. Isn't that beautiful? I'm going to do a recap of... Not Well, I don't like the word recap. It sounds, sounds so bad. But that's what it is. I'm just going to recap the shows we've done this year and the friends of the show that we've had and we've hosted over the last couple of months. Believe it or not, we've been doing this for six months, huh? It's a long time to be talking to one person every every Wednesday, but I do it just for you, my dear friend. If you do want to get in touch with me, feel free to do so. 34519 is the SMS line, 061-895-1019 is the Telegram line, on air at highfm.com is our email me, and if you want to tweet me, you can simply at highfm, and you will get a hold of us on Twitter as well. Let's have fun, let's get engaged, let's interact, and thank you for spending your Wednesday morning with me. This is Tribal Pursuit with Mukundi Mudao, venturing deep into Africa to discover the who, how, and why of the beautiful people that identify as Jewish. 101.9 Hi FM, this is Tribal Pursuit and I'm your dear friend Mukundi Mudao, top of the morning, Wednesday the 21st of December 2022, which means we are headed closer to the new year. We got about a week and a half left. New Year's New Year's is what next Sunday? If I'm correct, if Christmas is the Sunday, then New Year's is next Sunday. By the way, if you are celebrating Christmas, what are you doing on Christmas? Do let me know. 34519 is the SMS line. 0618951019 is the telegram line. On air at highfm.com is the wait. On air at highfm.com is the email line. And at high is how you email me. Woo, what happened there? What happened there? I'm sorry. I'm used to reading the numbers on my screen, but there's a there's a new there's a new poster here in studio. I know you can't see it. I'll probably take a picture. You should you should go look at it. There's a new poster in studio and it has all the numbers easier, which makes it easier for us to read. But because I'm not used to it, clearly it's going to be a lot harder. <laughs> but yeah, do tell me what you what are you doing on Christmas, which is this coming Sunday, if you are going to be doing anything. Side note, just just so you can know a little bit more about your friend, I will be celebrating my anniversary with my girlfriend. Four years. 
imagine who do we think we are starting on Christmas but that's what I'm gonna be doing I'm gonna have fun wish me luck let's hope I do not anger her in the next four or five days because typical men so yeah that's what's happening that's fun that's what's happening for me on Sunday that's fun let us look at the news though that is not what we're here for we're here to talk about the news and let's start in Nigeria today because wow police raid gay wedding in Nigeria and they arrest 19 Ooh, what a headline shall we find out what happened let us. The Islamic police have arrested 19 people accused of organizing a gay wedding in the city of Kano in conservative northern Nigeria, a spokesperson said Tuesday, which that was yesterday, right? Yeah. Kano is one of 12 Kano is one of 12 northern Nigerian states that introduced Sharia law in 2000, where Islamic courts operate alongside the state judicial system. This is not the first time the Islamic police have made arrests, accusing youths of organizing a gay wedding each, each time the suspects have denied it, saying they have gathered to celebrate. Well, a wedding is a celebration anyway, and I don't think they should tell you what to do or what you can celebrate in your own, in your own home. Homosexuality is punishable by death under Islamic law, but no execution has ever been carried out. The 19 people, 15, 15 of which were women and 4 were men in their 20s, were arrested Sunday in a multi-purpose hall. Lawan Ibrahim Fage, spokesperson for the Islamic police, told AFP. He said, our men broke into the venue where a gay couple was holding a wedding and arrested 19 men and women, including the wedding planner. However, Fag said the alleged couple managed to escape and police are looking for them. The suspects, suspects, I think that's a strong word. Suspect? I don't think, I don't think they're suspects. Meanwhile, the suspects have been taken into custody pending further investigation. Investigate what? They planned a wedding. I'm sorry, I know. I just don't think this is good. I just don't think oppressing people for who they are is how we're going to move forward as people you may not agree with it you may not like it but you do have to respect it right isn't that what being human is all about the fact that this person is having a human experience much like yourself and we shouldn't judge you know we shouldn't care shouldn't bother us so what if two people are getting married let them get married who are we to say no you're not you're not supposed to marry that and i know this sounds wrong because it goes against judaism as well and it goes against the sharia law as well and i'm and i do apologize for my opinion well no wait no that, that was wrong i do apologize for that but i just don't think it's it's right to arrest people just because of who they are if you don't agree with it you don't agree with it you don't like it but going as far as to arresting people and Thank God it hasn't happened yet, but executing people because of who they are is not how we're going to move forward as people. Do you agree with me? Do you disagree with me? Do let me know. 34519 or 0618951019. I would like to know your thoughts on that. And I'm going to leave it there. I said all I have to say on that. Moving to Libya. Libyan court sentences 17 former ISIS members to death. Huh. A criminal court in Tripoli on Monday sentenced 17 people to death for belonging to the jihadist group Islamic State and committing deadly violence on its behalf in Libya, according to the Prosecutor General's office. Ah, I remember why I chose this story. I want to know your opinion on the, on the death sentence. What do you think? Do you think if the crime is bad enough? I mean, bad crime. Okay, I'm not talking white-collar crime or anything. I'm talking the crime is terrible. Murder. Rape. The big ones, you know them. <laughs> do you think it's fair? Do you think the 
death penalty is the right penalty? Do you think anybody deserves death? Because that's basically what the death penalty is, right? I personally don't think so. I think if you've been, if you've committed a crime, then you do the time. Let's leave it at that. You know, no need to kill you. If you if you have to spend 50 years behind bars, never see never see a ray of sunshine a day in your life, then that is what you deserve. But to go as far as to kill you, no, 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 no. Am I bad? Am I just a bad person? Because I want you to suffer. I think that's what it is. I just want you to suffer more <laughs> for your crime instead of just, you know, death is too death is too kind to them. Isn't that what the bad guys in movies always say? Death is too kind to you. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I have to tell you is Niger- is about Nigeria. Again, I saw this, Kathy mentioned it this morning on the morning show. If you were listening, if you didn't, no need to worry. You can catch some podcast some podcasts later today on the High FM website. Same thing with Travel Pursuit and, of course, every other show on High FM. Don't just listen to that. we got a lot of great shows that I'm sure you'll enjoy. So what happened? G- Germany is returning artifacts, lost artifacts, looted artifacts to Nigeria. Yay! I love it when I hear that because I've always said items in museums, especially American and uh, European museums, don't even belong there. They're not even from there. Why should I go to Germany to see Nigerian artifacts, right? And they seem to be getting the idea as well because they are returning 22 artifacts looted in the 19th 19th century back to Nigeria at a ceremony in the capital of Abuja. The return of this set of Benin bronzes follows a deal made earlier this year to transfer ownership of more than a thousand of these precious objects. In July, Nigeria said it was the first time a European country had entered into this kind of agreement. And I hope we see more of these as time goes by. You know, because it was because it's gonna help people learn more about their past while making the world a better place for everybody because now if i've always said if a kid like i said earlier if a kid wants to learn about their own history and want to see the their own artifacts or their history or their art their people's art why do i have to go all the way to london to see it why do i have to go all the all the way to europe to see it if it's nigerian art if it's nigerian artifacts do you get what i'm saying do let me know if you don't get what i'm saying do let me know but yeah i just wanted to tell you a feel good story to end this segment and i see i have a message from my friend gail who says good morning dear friend hey friend how you doing here's wishing you and your family a very happy christmas and a romantic anniversary celebration for your girlfriend and yourself thank you very much gail thank you very much i will tell my i will tell my family that gail says very happy christmas and my girlfriend that she says congratulations or a great anniversary <laughs> don't 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 be scared to send your messages through 1022 i've been talking for a while i feel like i've been talking longer than i usually do today i do apologize guess it's the last day jitters do not go anywhere in a few minutes we will be discussing everything we've done this year everything we've talked about do let me know who your favorite interview was this year if you don't remember who we talked to i will give you a list later on and you can tell me oh yes i remember him he was such a great guy i enjoyed that conversation do let me know 34519 is the sms line 0618951019 is the telegram line on air at highfm.com is the email and at highfm is how you treat me 101.9 highfm this is trouble pursuit and i'm your dear friend mukundi mudal top of the morning so i told you that we're going to be talking about the different communities and the different people we've talked to over the past couple of months and who are they i know i know i know let me tell you let me tell you so let's start with the very first episode of travel pursuit where i was just talking and then we moved on to the next one where we had modric maricera 
if you can tell me where he's from no don't worry i got you <laughs> he was a member of the he's a member of the lemba community and i know you probably have the word lemba coming out of your ears by now because we've touched on it quite a bit but i just like the man there are cousins across the border so i figured you know let me let's find out what's happening with them so we talked to mr modric maricero of the lemba and he was the first person we talked to on the show our very first friend and he was telling us about their history what they do their way of life and then i had a bunch of questions about about how they live you know that was the very first conversation as opposed to the other conversations we've had about the lemba which focused more on their Ju- their judaism themselves and the whole uh what's the word not conflict but you know how they feel about not being recognized as jewish by the israeli government we talked about that with with him as well but we didn't really dive deep into it as we have in the last couple of episodes of travel pursuit so yeah that was fun we talked to modric maracera and then we moved things over a little bit we went to uganda just across the border we went to uganda and we talked to rabbi gershom sizomu of the da 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 the abayudaya in <laughs> in uganda <laughs> so yeah we talked to him about the abayudaya and i don't know if you remember the abayudaya the Abba, the Abayudaya are a self-taught Jewish community in uh, Uganda. Do you remember them? They they were started by the soldier Simei Kakunguru. I can't believe I keep saying these names right. They were made by the same by by the soldier. They were not made, but the community was started by Simei Kakunguru. He was a soldier, and he actually left his home. You know, he left his home and then when he when he landed where he did, he that's when he started the Abayudaya community because upon further research and reading and reading and studying on his own, that's when he saw that, hey man, I like this. What is this? Oh, Judaism. Okay. I think I think I like Judaism. And then he circumcised himself, went ahead and circumcised his sons, and from there they just they've been a Jewish community ever since they're a small Jewish community funny enough Rabbi Gershom Sizomu is right now the only Jewish member in the Ugandan the Ugandan parliament so they are making progress it's good it's good that they are interacting with their government as well and they're getting a lot of representation given the fact that he's now in parliament and he's also helping the community interact with the muslim and the commu- and the christian community that are there as well he did say they have a good working relationship so that's good but he did tell us about their history as well do you recall that starting with excuse me starting with the uh hali selassie not hali selassie <laughs> wow idi amin starting with idi amin when starting with the Idi Amin regime and how they had to do all these rituals and circumcisions and hold services in secret and in caves because Judaism was outlawed back in the day in Idi Amin's time in Uganda Judaism was outlawed you were caught with, with as much as a strand of tiflin you were you were going to get you were going to hang so that's what they did and then eventually when they were when they when when Idi Amin was outlawed due to a coup which was part of the Israeli government as well well with help from the Israeli government and Israeli soldiers and they had a big fight as well that's when everybody was free to do what they wanted to do everybody could practice their own religion everybody could do what they want to do and Jewish life has been nice and dandy in Uganda still a very small community with just under 2000 people but i am pretty sure they are doing well so those were the abayudaya wow 
can't believe I talked that much about the other day. I didn't spend, I didn't plan on spending that much time. So we talked to Modric Marcelo Belemba. We talked, we talked to Rabbi Gosham Sizomo of the Abayudaya. And then we had Batya Shmueli. Remember Batya Shmueli? No? Well, you should probably go listen to the podcast. <laughs> she she is a member of the Ethiopian Jewish community. And she gave us a side that I didn't know we needed to have. Because when I started this show, I started this show thinking, let's talk about people in Africa. And let's talk about the African Jewish communities and their way of life. But what she did was give me the Israeli way of living. She gave me the Israeli, because she's pretty much Israeli now. She went to she went to Israel when they when they moved the Ethiopian Jews with a big aliyah that happened in the 90s and she's been living in Israel all her life so she's since she was eight years old so she's pretty much Israeli which I loved I loved getting that perspective the fact that this person was born in Ethiopia and they lived there for the first eight years of their life and they didn't even know that there were other Jewish people remember she said that herself she said we didn't even know there were other Jewish people we landed in Israel and we saw Jewish people but they weren't like us they were white Jewish people and I'm black and I didn't understand and over time it became, she became a part of the community. She is now a proper, proper Israeli. She also joined the IDF, as we know, as she said to us. And she told us the experience of having to move and having to relocate from Ethiopia to Israel. They told, she told us about having to live there and integrating into society the cultural differences and their history as the Falash Mura, as they are so as they are known, which I've come to learn is a derogatory term. So you will not hear me say that again one on, on this show. So she told us about that and I really liked my interview with Batya Shmueli. It was really cool to get that perspective because I, I didn't expect it. You know, I expected to get something about you know, we live in Ethiopia and it's all fun and games and this and that and there's not many of us or our community. Nope. She said, hey man, look, let me tell you about my life and my way of, our way of living as Ethiopian Jews living in Israel. And it was really fresh. It was a fresh perspective, some fresh air. And I loved it. So those are the three friends we had first. We had Batya Shmueli, Rabbi Gershom Sizoma of the Abba Yudaya, and Mr. Modric Marasera of Deremba. Which one out of those three did you like the most? If you remember them, if you don't, you might want to go listen to the podcast. This is Tribal Pursuit with Mukundi Mudao, venturing deep into Africa to discover the who, how, and why of the beautiful people that identify as Jewish. 101.9 High FM, this is Travel Pursuit, and I'm your dear friend Mukundi Modal. Top of the morning, time is 10.41, and it's still Wednesday, the 21st of December 2022, meaning you got nine days till, well, ten, yes, you got ten days till the end of the year, so make it count. I'm still going over my, well, not my favorite, but I'm still going over the people that we had on the show and our friends of the show, and I want you to tell me who your favorite was. I want you to tell me your highs and your lows, as we say. So after Batya Shmueli, we had Jano David, and he was really fun, a photographer, and he was in Japan, which, you know, gave me a chance to show off my Japanese skills. I even greeted him, and I said, Konnichiwa, and I said, Sayonara. That's all I remember in my Japanese starts and ends there, so don't add me with anything more. But yeah, we talked about his experience with the Jews of Africa because he wrote a book titled the jews of africa and i found it very interesting that he took the time to travel the, the continent and see all these different jewish communities interact with them take pictures with them and actually bring light onto them i always say him and i had the same idea the only difference is 
he decided to go take pictures of them and I decided to just talk to them and make a radio show about them. Same idea, different medium, right? So we talked about that and he was he told me how he had fun going to Limpopo and the people surrounding him and gathering him and feeling welcome in every community that he went to. I assumed that because this is a man who's literally an outsider from America, knows nothing about those people, knows nobody in the community, and he's there with cameras, you know? So I thought the communities would be a bit hesitant to actually welcome him and open open up their arms to him. But no, they opened up their arms, their hearts, and their homes to this man. And he took a bunch of nice photos, which you should probably check out. The book is titled Jews of Africa with John David, And you will not regret. You should also listen to his interview on High, on High FM. And we had fun. We had a nice 20-minute conversation. But that wasn't what you wanted to hear, right? We, I went the following week. I went to I went to Tanzania, and we talked to the Jews of Tanzania, the Arusha Jews as they call them, the Yemenite Jews as they call themselves, and it was Mr. Yehuda Amir Kahalani, and he was he's the, actually the leader of the community, and he told me that the community came from Yemenite Jews, so they moved from up north in Africa. Yes, north from up north in Africa, and as they migrated down because of business and everything. And after the destruction of the temple, they then settled there in Tanzania, which they are still there till this day. And he's just now trying to bring the community together again. They're still a very small community, you know. They they hold they hold Shabbos dinners together. They they have shul in the morning together at each other's houses. They just change they just change and alternate every couple every couple of weeks. And he's bringing other organizations such as Kulanu and uh, he's trying to interact with Israel as well and just grow his community which was really fun to hear which was really nice to hear I'm not going to tell you their history or anything because I want you to go find out for yourself that was Yehuda Amir Kahalani and he was from the Tanzanian Jewish community which has Yemenite roots which I found very cool and then speaking of Kulanu we talked to Bonita Sussman who is she she was from Kulanu and she actually gave us her experience about going to all these African Jewish communities and how they're actually helping them start up giving them resources to get what they need bringing them food bringing them, giving them funds however they can but they are a non-profit organization and she was telling us that she went to Cote d'Ivoire and met the Denites there they met the Lemba people that's actually how I managed to get in touch with a few of our friend, of the friends of the shows because they helped us but she wasn't really a member of these Jewish communities so I don't want to focus much on that I just want to let you know that we did talk to Bonita Sussman and it was a great interview if you want to check it out you can freely do so on the Higher Film website then we went to Nigeria. Who did we talk to? We talked to Okoyo Shlomo and Yaakov Maduako. Woo! I was so scared I said that in one go. Yaakov Maduako. <laughs> so yeah, they were the part of the Nigerian Jewish youth community. They were very specific about that because the whole time I was saying the Nigerian Igbo community, the Igbo Jews, the Nigerian Igbo Jewish community. And they said, no, 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 no. We actually prefer the Nigerian, just the Nigerian Jewish community because we're trying to be together. You know how in Nigeria there are these tribes, the Yoruba, the Igbo, and if Bernard Boy says me correctly, there's the Shayo as well. I could be wrong, but basically he's saying we don't want to be known as the Igbo that are Jews. No, we want to be known as the Nigerian Jews, which I found very cool and I respected that because they are one community they are one people whether you're Igbo Yoruba whatever you st- if you identify as, as a Jew then you, that's what you are unfortunately it is a small community and 
they are still trying to find their roots, still trying to figure out how to move together as a community. So what they do is they hold Shabbos together and every year they bring they bring up the Torah and they move it across the streets and they just have fun as a community. They're also learning as they go because a fair, a fair amount of the community is still young. The older generation does not does not really interact with each other that much but the young community they say they interact with each other they get different groups together they try to talk in secret because the state of things the state of affairs in Nigeria is that they are still persecuted not for being Jews but just because you know there's a lot of people there's a lot of people in their community that say hey man you're trying to destroy our people you're trying to brainwash our people you're trying to do this that and that so they just try to keep to themselves and they also learning and they are growing and that is the Nigerian Jewish community moving on we had Rabbi Serge Tele from Cameroon remember him he was telling us about the Beth Yoshurun and he was telling us about how they moved from up in Africa as well and then the Basai tribe as well how they moved and followed a mountain which then I still can't believe I still can't believe the story but it's so cool they followed the mountain and it guided them on their way it was a guiding force and a guiding light for their journey moving from their original place from their original home and this mountain then led them all the way and when it settled that's when they settled as well and they said this is our home i just found that story so cool so nice if you want to listen to the whole story you can freely do so just go listen to rabbi sergey taylor's podcast on our on our show and you will get it we had angel wilberforce tete and i can't you you know that name man <laughs> angel wilberforce tete from ghana he was pretty cool unfortunately it seems i'm running out of time and this man wants me out of studio but you still have me for a couple more minutes so i will try to get through all these names quicker just so you can know who we talked to this year just so you can know what we did this year and if you ever feel like no i didn't catch that i want to go back and listen to it you can freely do so we had angel wilberforce tete from ghana and he was telling us about the ghanaian jewish community and he thanked a bunch of members from his community as well saying that he found he, he found the jewish community by luck and he was actually just be just doing his research and reading and then he then converted to judaism in Ghana and they also working on conversion for the whole community which is pretty which is pretty cool because like these communities like the Lemba and the Aba and the Aba Yudaya and the Igbo and the Nigerian the Nigerian Jewish community some of them believe that if we're already Jewish then no need to convert to Judaism no need to convert to Judaism but the the Ghanaian Jewish community are doing it differently they actually converting to Judaism and they having orthodox rabbis help them with the process and they're all learning which is a beautiful thing for all of us we had Yehuda Awa from from the DRC and he was telling us about his community it wasn't the Danites unfortunately I wanted to I wanted to talk to a member of the Danite community as well in Cote d'Ivoire but I couldn't all I, all I got was Mr. Yehuda Awa sorry not the DRC I, I've often often confused DRC with Cote d'Ivoire for some reason. I do not know why. Ivory Coast, Cote d'Ivoire. Okay. So he was telling us about his community and how he found the the Kabbalistic te- the Kabbalah teachings just so inspiring for him. And from that alone he decided to learn more about Judaism and converted to Judaism and they've been happy ever since. They are a small community with a and with, with a few with a few numbers. So small that everybody knows each other in fact and they just keeping together the what makes them so unique what makes them 
different from a lot of these communities is their economic status, their financial status. While a lot of these smaller communities in Africa, they are facing hard times financially because they're either in the rural areas and they just don't have that much to work with or it's just unemployment because the economy is the way it is. I don't know. But what makes the Ivory Coast, yes, Ivory Coast is, is Cote d'Ivoire, right? Yes, it is. What makes the Ivory Coast Jewish community so interesting is the fact that they, the whole community is sort of middle class. So they don't need, they don't really need help from other organizations and other communities as we've seen with the others. They just do their own thing. They buy their own resources. They outsource kosher food if they have to. And I found that very cool. We had Sam Levy from Mozambique. Remember him? That's probably my highlight. Out of all the interviews we've done this year, that was probably my highlight. Sam Levy from the Mozambican Jewish community. It's a big Portuguese word that I'm not going to say, but it was very, it was a very intriguing interview. We spent quite a bit of time talking about their history, how their synagogue was actually not abandoned, but it was, for, it was forgotten about for years, for years. And it was only until a couple years ago that they actually reopened the synagogue and they brought back their Torah, which was kept in South Africa for safekeeping, but they actually brought it back with the, with the help of Rabbi Moshe Silberhaft to actually, everything actually went according to plan and it went well and they did their thing and I found that really, really inspiring, the fact that we are willing to help each other's communities even if it's all the way in Mozambique. I found that really, really cool. Then we had Mr. Nahum Gorlik and he was actually sent by Chabad to go be the, the to go be the rabbi in Rwanda. So we talked about the Rwandan Jewish community. He didn't really know much about them. Well, he did because he's there, and he was actually telling me the highlight of the interview was actually the story he told me about this man he got he found in in Rwanda, and. He knew nothing about Judaism, but he kept asking him. He saw him put on his teflin and he said, what are you doing? And he said, I'm praying. And he said, oh, okay. And then they later found out that he had Jewish roots. And then that's when he started joining them and praying with them and learning about Judaism along the way. And he became Jewish. Unfortunately, he went on to die shortly after. He passed away shortly after which was awesome because he had a bar mitzvah. Imagine, this man had a bar mitzvah at 70 years of age. Just goes to show anything is possible. And they had a bar mitzvah for many, and he got the Jewish experience and everything, but unfortunately he passed away shortly after because, you know, age. But, which meant he was able to get a Jewish funeral. Now with that meant they had to get a Jewish cemetery first and everything, it was also a long process, which, once again, our Jewish superhero Rabbi Moshe Silva have helped him with most of the stuff and it was a great inspiring story you should go listen to it go check it out you will not regret it we had rabbi chaim barcella and that was fun as well he was in namibia and man man what a great show what a great show we had he, he was sent by kabbalah as well and then we had rabbi musha Silberhaft. that was the only studio that was the only in-studio guest we've had thus far and he told us about his community, and not his community, he told us about his interaction with the communities and helping these communities. I wanted to know what made you decide that I want to go out into Africa and be known as the traveling rabbi, helping different Jewish communities and doing what we have to do so that these people can also get resources like us, so that these people can also be, you know, can also experience Judaism the same way that we do. And he's been working with us with the Zionist Fed, and it's just been awesome so whew, moving on we had mr tatra cohen mr tatra cohen was from the Remba, and we spent quite a bit we actually had a double 
double episode but bring it back we had part one and part two and it was really it was really nice we talked about the lemba's way of life we talked about him finding other limbo people and the struggle that he had to go through to find other limbo people we had we talked about him moving from christianity to judaism because of his reasons and his own personal self journey of self-discovery shall we say and that was fun you should really check it out he talked about the conversion process as well and how the whole community feels about converting and how the whole community feels about interacting with other jewish communities and everything and it was so much fun oh my god we did it i am so proud of us we went through that whole list i didn't think we'd have enough time i actually had to summarize some of the stuff there because this man wants me out of studio but i just did this episode just so we could look back at the past couple of months or the last six months and actually consider how much fun we've been having how much we've learned what we've done who we've talked to and i really look forward to the future i look forward to next year i look forward to everything that we're gonna do and i hope you join me for this really 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 awesome journey that we're that we're gonna go through unfortunately that's gonna be me for a while you're not gonna hear from me next week you're not gonna hear from me the week the week after that but you'll definitely hear from me that other week so do take care of yourself do enjoy your christmas if you're gonna spend christmas do enjoy the rest of your hanukkah do enjoy your december and i will talk to you next week next <laughs> next year even with craig in the studio he'll still be here pressing all the big red buttons i do not leave you alone now i'm gonna sign out with sona jobate saying jarabi but that's gonna be after about a minute or so as always until next time enjoy the rest of your day <laughs>